Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Monday's edition of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, and happy President's Day. Hopefully, you are enjoying your day off from work if you are fortunate enough to have it. If you are not, hopefully that this episode coming later in the afternoon can help you get through your day, your shift, or whatever you are doing today because this is a much-needed podcast for uh, us Boston sports fans because we have a lot to talk about um, regarding your Boston Celtics. And first of all, before I get into anything, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and downloading and all your support has been gratefully appreciated. If you hear any background noise, that is my heater in the house going off. Uh, Hopefully that can shut off sooner than later. So hopefully there's no more background disturbance. Well, the Boston Celtics suck. I'm just going to be straightforward. There's not much to say about it. <laughs> I know, I know. A couple weeks ago when I had Joey on the podcast, we both said that they're a top four team in the NBA East. Now, at the time when we recorded that, that was true. At the time when we recorded it, they were like 12-7, and seven, I think. Well, right now they are 13-13. and 13. They have not been 500 or worse this far in the season in six years six years that's 2015 and at that time the Boston Celtics were not good they were up and coming they were rebuilding however we look at the Boston Celtics now and ask us ask ourselves are they up and coming no are they rebuilding no are they contending for an NBA finals supposed to be but no they're not at this moment they are not And at this moment, they are not the 
top four team in the NBA East. They're, I don't even think they're a top 12 team in the whole NBA. When you have teams like the 76ers, the Bucks, the Nets, the Pacers record-wise are better than you. You look over in the West. All eight teams in the playoffs for the Western Conference have better records than you. And then you got the Memphis Grizzlies, 11-11, and 11, who are also 500, but have also played four less games than you. But they're 500. So if we want to go by winning percentage, you suck compared to the NBA. You have 13 teams either better than you or 13 teams that have at least a better winning percentage than you. What does that say? Now, granted, the Western Conference has much more good and much more competitive basketball teams. You look at the Lakers. You look at the Clippers. You look at the Warriors with Steph Curry back. The Nuggets have been there for a while. The Spurs are looking really good this year. But then you got the Jazz, who have been good for a few years now, but they are exceptionally well this year. The Suns with Chris Paul, D-Book, DeAndre Ayton. They're young. They're good. They're hungry. The Trailblazers with Dame Lillard who've been there for probably just about every year. The Memphis Grizzlies, up-and-coming team. Young, Ja Morant is carrying that team. They got some good explosive young weapons on that team. That Western Conference is good. Now, if you were in that Western Conference, you would not be in the playoffs. But luckily for you, you're in the crappy Eastern Conference where you're still the fifth seed. The fifth seed in the NBA Eastern Conference. Like I said, you have the 76ers, the Bucks, the Nets, and the Pacers all ahead of you. And you're only one game up on the Hornets, who are the sixth seed. You're only one game up on the Nets, uh, the Knicks, excuse me, who are the seventh seed, tied with the Hornets, so you could flip-flop them. You are one game up on the Knicks. You are one game up on the Hornets, who are six and seven. You could easily be the 7th seed right now. You could easily be the 8th seed because the Raptors are 12 and 15. And then you got the Miami Heat who are playing very well as of late. They're 11 and 15. You are closer to being out of the playoffs than you are to first place or first seed in the Eastern Conference. Let that sink in. You are closer to being out of the playoffs as it stands right now than you are to the first seed of the East. What does that say? Now, I'm not saying that the Celtics are going to blow for the rest of the year or they're going to suck for the rest of the year. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just here to give it to you straight because there's a lot of green teamers out there, a lot of Celtics fans that think that they're the best team and they'll turn it on later in the season. Oh, wait for the playoffs. They'll turn it on. Which could be true, yes. They absolutely could. They could rattle off 10 out of 12. They could rattle off 17 out of 20. Absolutely. But let's take a look at the playoffs two years ago when Kyrie Irving said, oh, just wait till the playoffs. And then they lost in the second round to the Bucks, four games to one. Granted, you have a different team than you did, did now. But still, you can't just wait to turn it on in the playoffs. You're not that kind of team. You are not built that way. You are not the Los Angeles Lakers who have LeBron James and can just turn it on at will. No, 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 no. You are not that team. This team, this Boston Celtics team, has been playing poorly, 
has been playing garbage and quite frankly is not showing the effort that us fans deserve. The Boston Celtics so far have been a huge, huge disappointment where there are still no fans in attendance throughout the, across a basketball league. Throughout the NBA, there are no fans in attendance. So home court advantage is virtually nothing except you have to travel to a place you're not familiar with. You have to stay at a hotel. You have to play on a court you don't, you're not familiar with. Very similar like the bubble. Very similar like the bubble last year where they kind of took advantage of it where, you know, you didn't have to go to Milwaukee or Miami or Philadelphia and handle those fans and that atmosphere and that crowd with all the fans uh, cheering for the other team and then booing the crap out of you. You didn't have to deal with that then. You kind of don't have to deal with that now. And last year was the perfect chance for the Celtics to get back to the finals. Not going to say they were going to win, but at least get to the finals and they blew it. Were they the better team last year against the Heat? Argu arguably, yeah. You could say that. But then again, you could say that they weren't. And I'm not going to argue that. But the opportunity was there and they blew it. A very similar opportunity is here this year. Where the Boston Celtics don't have to go to Milwaukee. They don't have to go to Miami. They don't have to go to Philadelphia. And listening to those annoying fans that those teams have. They still have to travel to those arenas and, you know, those hotels and do all that. But there's no one in attendance saying, boo, you Celtics suck, boo. So it's a very similar position that they are in now compared to what they were over the summer in the bubble. And the Celtics aren't taking advantage of it. This is the perfect time for the Celtics to take advantage of it because I don't know about you but I don't think that they can play a best of seven against Milwaukee and win especially if they don't have home court could they do it against the 76ers generally speaking yes but right now don't know can you do it against Miami well you didn't so <laughs> either way what I'm trying to say is the Celtics need change they need change so bad it's not even funny the gm of the celtics danny ainge is saying we need urgency we need more urgency kemba walker saying we need to fix it soon well what are you going to do now granted this is not really much of a kemba issue as it is to danny green because uh, danny ainge excuse me because danny ainge assembles the team okay you lose hayward for nothing you decided not to trade him to Indiana for Miles Turner because you wanted quote unquote more in return. I don't know about you, but if I'm trading Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner straight up, I'm taking that and running away with this fast as I can. I'm not going to ask more. I'm not going to ask for a second round draft pick or a first round draft pick or even no nothing. If I off if I'm offered Miles Turner's for Gordon Hayward straight up, I am taking that and I am getting back on my jet and flying back to Boston. I will hand you Gordon Hayward personally. I, I don't get it. Now, we have seen this happen years past where Danny Ainge was in a position to trade assets in terms of draft picks or players or whatever to get star players, and he's never really done it. 
Now you can call the Isaiah Thomas trade a home run, but at that time, Isaiah Thomas was not a superstar or even a star. He was a very, very good player. Now you could say the Kyrie Irving trade was a home run trade because he was a superstar. Yes, but you also gave up a first round draft pick and injured Isaiah Thomas, who at the time was a superstar at that time. Granted, he had that hip injury. You also traded Jay Crowder and I think another draft pick as well. But you only gave up one draft pick, though. However, you had three first-round draft picks this past offseason or even at the trade deadline, and you decided to sit on your hands. Now, I'm saying this directly to you, Danny Ainge. So, I'm, I'm very, very agitated because over the course of the past five years, six years, he has taken numerous draft picks for no reason at all. Now, obviously, you need to fill up your team with young star players, fill out your bench, and then you need to, you know, hopefully you can develop them. They're not all going to turn out. Some of them could. But let's talk about the ones that haven't turned out. So I'm going to look back all the way back to the 2014 draft, where you took Marcus Smart with the sixth overall pick, and then you took James Young with the 17th overall pick. I think that was a good draft. James Young didn't turn out the way he did, but Marcus Smart certainly did. I think Marcus Smart turned out to be a very, 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 very good player. Excellent defender. Probably top five, six, seven defender in the league. Shoots a little too much. Okay, whatever. But ultimately, you will take it, right? You will take it. 2015, you take Terry Rozier and RJ Hunter in the first round. I think Rozier worked out pretty well. RJ Hunter, not so much. Jordan Mickey, Marcus Thornton in the second round, so be it, whatever. The 2016 draft. Jalen Brown, number three. Gershon Ubiselli, 16th overall. Anti Zizich, 23 overall. Now, Zizic was also in that Cleveland Cavalier trade for Kyrie Irving. I did forget that. Those are three first-round draft picks. Jalen Brown obviously worked out, right? Gershon Ubiselli's not on the team anymore. And Anti Zizic was what the Cavaliers traded. I don't know where he is now. I don't really care. The second round, you took one, two, three, four, five players. 31 overall, 35 overall, 45 overall, 51 overall, and 58 overall. I couldn't even tell you if any of them turned out to be players. I know Abdel Nader was with the Celtics for a little bit. Then he was with the Oklahoma City Thunder doing whatever. Other than that, couldn't tell you about the other guys. Now I'm not saying you could have traded all five second round draft picks for something. I'm just saying, what are you doing taking five second round draft picks? Honestly. Trade two of them away for a second-round draft pick next year. Who cares? 2017. Jason Tatum, number three overall. You had the first overall pick. You traded it down with the 76ers to get the three, and you got a first-round draft pick for the year after or whatever. Home run. Home run trade. Home run trade. Second round. Semi Ojale, 37th overall. Kadeem Allen, 53 overall. Jabari Bird, 56 overall. In the past three drafts, 
you took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten second round picks. Four freaking what? How many of them have worked out? Semi Ojale, maybe. Because Kadeem Allen and Jabari Bird aren't on the team anymore. Couldn't tell you where they are. Abdel Nader, like I said, was with the Oklahoma City Thunder last time I checked. I have no idea where he is, but he's not on the Celtics anymore. I'm not saying that you can trade all 10 of these for a superstar player. Because no NBA team is going to want all these second round picks. But you. Why are you hoarding second round draft picks? Like I said, trade a couple of them away. Maybe you can get a late round first. Maybe you can get like a, a role player or something, right? Somebody. Someone proven. Because these guys aren't, weren't proven, aren't proven, and will never be proven. 2018. Robert Williams, first round pick, 27th overall. Dropped in the draft due to injuries. Been up and down because of injury in the NBA. Overall, solid player. Has a lot of fine-tuning to do, but I think... He can turn out to be a very solid player for you. He's nicknamed the Time Lord. He has emphatic blocks. Plays some solid defense. Not going to want to put up a lot of shots. Can grab you some rebounds. Excellent. I love it. 27th overall too. Whew, that, that, that's a steal for his talent and his athleticism and his potential skill. That's a steal. Love it. Excuse me. This is making me thirsty. 2019. You take Romeo Langford at 14 and Matisse Thibault at 20, who you eventually traded to Philadelphia. Also in the first round, you took Grant Williams at 22. And then in the 51st pick in the second round, you took Tremont Waters. More depth for what reason? Not sure. Couldn't you trade some of those draft picks away? Maybe... At the deadline for a role player to help you in that year? Absolutely. But you didn't. You're hoarding all of these draft picks. For what reason, I will never know. Will never understand. But anyways, and then this past year. 2020, you took Aaron Neesmith at 14. Peyton Pritchard at 26. Desmond Bale, uh, Desmond Bain at 30, who was traded to Memphis. And then 47th in the second round, you took Yam Madar. <sighs> that is a lot of draft picks in just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. That's probably two NBA teams worth of draft picks. Now, yes, having draft capital is good. Having assets to be expended is good through the draft. Because a lot of GMs love the draft. And Danny Ainge is no exception. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have all these draft picks. I am not. But what I am saying is how you are using them is bad. When you have three first round picks one year. Three first round picks another year. Three first round picks a couple years before that. Five second round picks. Three second round picks. Two second round picks. Like what are you doing? You're, you're rain, the main red claws have so much college talent on their team and so many pure Celtic draft picks, it's not even funny. And they will eventually fill the Celtics bench with bums. 
when you have the option at the trade deadline last year to trade one first round pick, two first round picks, or three first round picks for a player that can help that current Celtics roster is something that strongly needs to be considered. Because before this year's draft, before this year's draft, let's look at the Celtics team. They were very good. They were a top four team in the NBA in terms of you know where they finished. You know, the Eastern Conference Finals. They were probably one player away, maybe. A shooter. A big man, defender, rebounder, shot blocker, rim protector, something like that, right? Something I've been preaching for. But they didn't have it because they decided to sit on their hands and just keep all of their draft assets just to clog the bench even more. Now, I'll admit, Peyton Pritchard has been very, very good. He was a late first-round draft pick, very, very good player, um, excellent role player thus far, and he surprised a lot of people. He's playing 21 minutes a game. He's got eight points a game. You can't ask for anything more, right? Aaron Neesmith, so far, kind of sucks. Romeo Langford and uh, Grant Williams. Romeo Langford's not really seen the court that much, but Grant Williams... He starts every once in a while. He plays a little bit here and there. He's not that bad. Robert Williams got some growing to do. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, obviously home run picks. But what are you doing with all of the other draft picks? Now, I'm not saying you can't project who's going to suck and who's going to be um, home run picks. You can't do that. But when the option and the opportunity is there, to get a star player or someone at least proven who can help your team. Like at the time, Isaiah Thomas, perfect example, was able to help the team because we needed bench scoring, we needed another point guard and a shooter. He was all of that. And then he blew up and then he was the face of Boston for like 18, 24 months. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. A great time to be a Celtics fan at that time. It really was. And we need to make another impact move like that. But Danny Ainge just sits on his hands and doesn't make these moves because he just loves hoarding his draft picks. And then once the picks are like finalized and the order is you know selected, no one wants those draft picks because no one wants the 14th overall. No one wants the 26th overall. No one wants the 30th overall. But at the trade deadline, though, when that pick hasn't been determined yet where it's going to land, those picks are attractive to other teams. It's that simple. I will say, I'm going to go on a limb and say that if the Celtics do not improve their roster by the trade deadline, I think Danny Ainge should be fired. I really do. There's no point in having him be the GM if he's not going to do anything, right? He's selected bomb after bomb in the draft. He's made almost no trades, productive trades at least, and... He's just coming up with excuses saying that we need to get, do better and get better, play better. But the way the roster is formulated, which is his doing, is not set up for success. I'm currently looking at the Celtics roster right now, and I'm going to assume that this is the starting five. Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Daniel Tice. Now, it's usually been Tristan Thompson while Marcus Smart has been out, or while Kemba Walker was out, but for the time being, let's just go with Marcus Smart as the starting guard alongside Kemba Walker. This is their bench. Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams, Jeff Teague, Shemi Ojale, 
Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Javante Green, Naismith, Aaron Naismith, Taco Fall, Tremont Waters. Do we not think that three of those players could be traded for a better role player, at least? Someone that's going to give you more production instead of, these are the points per game in order of the players I just listed. Um, oh, and Peyton Pritchard. I forgot about him. Um, 7.9 for Pritchard, 6.6 for Thompson, 5.9 for Williams, and then 5.8, 5 5.6, 5.4, 5, 4.7, 3.5, 3.2, 2.4. Those are the points per game you're getting from your bench. You're averaging 110.1 points, which isn't terrible. It's not terrible. Is it good? Depending what team you play against. Now, you played against the Washington Wizards yesterday. And you didn't score that much. And they give up almost 100, I think it was 124 points a game. But you got smoked. And you scored 94 points or whatever it was. What if you had someone off the bench who could score the ball? Maybe get 10 points off the bench, 10, 11, 12 points off the bench. Instead, you have Teague, Ojale, Williams, Javante Green, Naismith, Fall, Waters, Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, Peyton Pritchard. Overall, this team is not deep enough. They have no depth. Now, I do like the signing of Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. It gives you experience. Thompson, you know, is supposed to be a defender, a rebounder, a shot blocker. Jeff Teague is supposed to be, you know, that scoring point guard off the bench with the second unit who's not going to ask for a lot of, um, you know, Ball time, I guess. You know, he's not going to ask for many dribbles. Offense will go through him. If he's open, he's open. But other than that, I mean, you expected Peyton Pritchard to not play as good as he is, so I'm not going to include him in this because being a late-round, first-round draft pick, you're not expecting much. But Shemi Ojale, Carson Edwards, Javante Green, Aaron Naismith, Taco Fall, Tremont Waters. Three or if not four of those guys could be off the team right now. And in return, you could have used that draft pick that used to select those guys to bring in players that will help you. But that wasn't done. This is a direct shot at Danny Ainge. And I am furious and Celtics fans all throughout New England should be as well. As it currently stands, like I mentioned earlier, the Celtics are the fifth seed in the NBA Eastern Conference. They would be playing the Indiana Pacers in the first round. Now, best of seven, could they beat the Pacers? Probably, potentially, but the Pacers are playing well. Can't deny it. 15, um, 14 and 13, excuse me. They're, uh, they're on a two-game winning streak right now while you're on a two-game losing streak, and there's a difference right there between the four and the five seed. I don't know. I honestly, it would be a straight coin flip. In the, in the first round, it would be a coin flip against the Pacers. Otherwise, you'd be out. That was Alexa. Oh my gosh, she heard, I didn't even say her name, but she just went off. That was so weird. Well, anyway, hopefully the mic picked that up. Otherwise, you're just going to think I'm crazy. But this is so hard to, to just talk about think about and just a hard pill to swallow because after the success that Celtics had last year 
you really expected more out of this team because you knew their flaws. You knew where they were good at. Now, could you say a flaw is Kemba Walker? Marcus Smart? Sure. Absolutely. Because they are. They are. Kemba Walker, his knee is a is bummy. He's not the player he once was in Charlotte. Nope. He should be traded immediately. Speaking of trades, trade deadlines March 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If Danny Ainge doesn't make a move or two, he should be fired. It's that simple. He's not doing anything to help better this team except saying, we need to play with more urgency. We need to play better. I mean, yes, the Celtics need to play better. Stevens needs to coach better. But the talent on the Celtics roster is not there. Your top two players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The talent and the skill is there. The star power is there between those two players, yes. It's supposed to be there between Kemba Walker as well, and it's not. Now, it's not Danny Ainge's fault for signing a, a point guard who has an injured knee. But when he was in Charlotte, he wasn't injured. Or at least there was an injury we knew about. Could there have been something under the table? Potentially. And if Ainge still went out to sign him, shame on him. Shame on him. Let's look at the Celtics schedule quickly before we wrap this up. They play against the Denver Nuggets tomorrow on Tuesday. Probably going to be a loss. They play against the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday. Back-to-back game. Both of them are at home. Regardless, that should be a win. Then they play Atlanta again on Friday in Boston. That should be a win. If they don't go two for three... In that stretch, they're going to fall off because they play against New Orleans, Dallas, and then Atlanta again, Indiana, and Washington to wrap up February. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. They need to win at least, I'd like to say six, but I don't think that's realistic, so I'm going to say five, but I don't think they can win five. I really don't. Do you think they can win five? Five out of eight? Denver, Atlanta, Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, Atlanta, Indiana, Washington. Oh, meanwhile, that Dallas-Atlanta game next week is back-to-back and they're both away. Now, Dallas isn't playing as good. And, of course, my heat turns on in the house. Dallas isn't playing as good as they usually are or should be, but they're still a good team. They still have a top five, top three player in Luka Doncic. So that's always a, a dangerous game right there. And then you got to go to Atlanta to play Trey Young and the Hawks, who are not good, but they're still young and they have potential. <sighs> this Celtics team had so much promise at the beginning of the year. And when I had that um, interview with Joey a couple weeks ago saying how they were a top four team, they were. They were at that time. They were playing good. They were playing well. They were playing as a team. And they were playing hard the Celtics right now are doing none of that and whose fault is that is it the Celtics players is it Brad Stevens and the coaching is it Danny Ainge and how he formulates the team is it ownership whose fault is it could it be everybody's fault split the pie evenly 25 across the board sure I don't think so I think this is a direct shot to Danny Ainge I really do, because he's not putting a good Celtics team together when he should be. You look at him um, 14 years ago when he made that Kevin Garnett trade. 
granted, you look back at it, he fleeced the tw- uh, Timberwolves, trading bum players for bum players and bum players for Kevin Garnett. But he still traded those players. He still traded those players to get a star, a stud. Granted, he was a little older, but a veteran, but someone you needed. You had Ray Allen. You had Paul Pierce. But you needed that one last piece. Now we look at it today. You have Jason Tatum. You have Jalen Brown. You need that one more piece. You need your Kevin Garnett. Where can you find one? I think... I really, I really do think that Miles Turner would solve the problem. For the Celtics, at least. Big man. Defender. Scorer. Young. High, hard work ethic. Besides the young thing, Kevin Garnett had all those intangibles and all those characteristics when he was traded to the Celtics. You could cash in some draft picks, cash in some players, and if you have to overpay, you overpay. Because it'll pay off in dividends for the Celtics down the road when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to long, hard, tough games against the um, the 76ers, against the Bucks, against the Nets. It will pay off. If you have to give up one or two more players or picks to bring in this stud in Miles Turner, so be it. You're not going to win every single damn trade. And Danny Ainge wants to. He wants to win. He wants to fleece. He wants to massacre the other team with his trades. And listen, buddy, it's not 2K. It's not Madden. It's not MLB The Show, and you're not going to fleece and win every trade. But you can try. But if you have to settle and give up a little bit more to get a little bit more, then you do it. That's my Celtics rant. (sighs) That's my Celtics rant for today. I, that's I, I literally just went on a 30-minute Celtics rant, and I'm sorry if you were expecting other topics to be discussed, and there's other topics to be discussed in terms of Boston sports news and league-wide discussions to be had. There is, but the Celtics, this Celtics discussion had to have been had because they are infuriating and pissing me off, and I bet they are to you as well, and they should be to any and all Celtics fans as it stands right now on February 15th. They have an off day today, and they have a hard game tomorrow. I truthfully don't expect them to win. I really don't against the Denver Nuggets. They're playing so good as of now. They really are. Let's see. Where are they? They're the seventh seed, but they're 15 and 11 in a tough West. They're on, they're on a three-game winning streak, so it'll be certainly interesting to see what the Celtics can do in these next eight games. Like I said, if they don't win five of them, five out of their next eight games or five within the rest of the month they're done toast call it a year but those are all my thoughts those are all my takes i want to hear your thoughts and i want to hear your opinions about the celtics if you're listening on spotify apple google amazon wherever reach out to me on twitter at murphs underscore boston st where the st stands for sports talk if you're watching on youtube leave a comment down below i want to hear your thoughts about this this celtics has me furious has me angry i am like sweating and shaking because i'm so enraged with the celtics right now with what they're doing and how they're playing it's so it's so disappointing it really is because like i said over and over they lost a heartbreaker to miami in the playoffs last year they had so much potential 
arguably the better team, arguably should have been in the finals, easily could have been in the finals. But they weren't because of play, because of talent, and because of the roster. They didn't have what they needed to have, especially when Kemba Walker was sucking and bumming with his knee. I was really looking forward to this episode too. I was gonna, you know, kind of go into my Celtics rant and you know just talk about it for like 10, 15 minutes, go into some other things, but I'm just, I'm hot right now and steaming about the Celtics because I don't know about you, but I'm sure you do. You care about the Celtics right now. You want them to play good. You want them to be good because they should be and they are. But right now they aren't doing that for all the reasons I've already mentioned, and I'm not going to repeat them again and again. But hopefully you were able to enjoy this much, much needed Celtics discussion, this much, much needed Celtics rant. And like I said, if you agree or disagree with anything I said, reach out to me on Twitter or on Instagram at Murphs underscore Boston ST, where the ST stands for sports talk. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment down below. I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions about the matter. If you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, definitely put a thumbs up to like the video as that shows me that you enjoyed it and it supports the channel. If you're new to the channel and you haven't already, definitely consider subscribing. That would be much appreciated to join the culture. Everybody listening, play, uh, pray for the Celtics. They need it. They need our love and support. And we as Boston fans, as Celtics fans, will give it to them as long as they put in the effort in return. As long as they play good and hard in return. This team better change it. They better turn it around ASAP. Come Wednesday's podcast, hopefully we can have a good discussion about how Tuesday's game against the Nuggets pan out. Hopefully we can talk a little bit of Bruins because they're playing very, very well as well. And there's some quarterback news for the Patriots out of Foxborough. There is, and I'm going to leave it as a little cliffhanger because, you know, more could come about it between now and when I record for Wednesday's episode. So we'll just kind of save it till then. But just something to think about, a little food for thought between now and Wednesday's episode. But as always, I'll see you then. See ya. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, before you go, for the outro, I have to say, nothing confirmed, nothing final yet. But be on the lookout for some breaking news out of the studio here at Murph's Boston Sports Talk. There is something in the works, something planning, something brewing in the background that I think you guys will love and enjoy so much that's going to help benefit me as a podcaster as a producer and all that and it's going to be awesome i don't want to spoil it too much just yet on the horizon for some awesome breaking major development over here at Murph's boston sports talk i'm super excited potential collaboration in the works with another boston sports podcaster I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's in the works. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. So I'll have I'll have more information, more details come Wednesdays. And as this guy and I work towards developing and, you know, meticulating our collaboration together, once I find out and get, you know, more information as we kind of brainstorm and develop, I'll let you guys know just as soon as I know. But I don't want to spoil it too much. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I don't want to spoil too much about it. All right, guys, for real, though, I'll catch you in the next one. See ya.
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.